I didn't know who was going to, which one of us was going to start talking first. So no. we just sat and looked at each other for <laughs> a minute in silence. It was really long to the point where I was like, wait, is it? We're both such betas that we're like, I have something to say. I'm here because I wanted to talk to you about us. I believe in the power. I made it through the wilderness. Hey, Mr. DJ. We have news. So Eric, so tell us where, where, are, where are we at with Madonna right now? What do we know? Well, she announced officially thanking everybody for their support and well wishes. She's focusing on her health right now and her family and prioritizing that, which I think we both wholeheartedly support. Yes, I think everyone supports that. She's postponed the opening of her tour till October. So canceling the first leg of the U.S. part of it, starting in October in Europe, keeping all those dates the same, and then refiguring out where and when to put the first leg of the U.S. tour back together, probably in January, February, March area. So our plan to see the tour at the end of, no- of September is... Uh, dashed. Uh, dashed. But we saw this podcast and we wanted to sort of maintain the premise and the honor, the instinct of the podcast, which was to, uh, you know, talk about, go over her tours and her stuff and, and sell in, in anticipation of seeing her tour. So we're going to keep the podcast going in a slightly different form than you're used to. You can roll. You can roll with it. So we're taking the rest of July off. So we, we won't have an episode for the next two weeks. We'll be back in August with a bunch of other fun show ideas and a lot of other great guests we're going to have. And it'll be every other week. So it'll be basically two episodes a month. But some months, there are five Fridays that you might get an extra bonus episode. Yeah, we're going to try talking. We're going to incorporate a lot of her other live performances and movies into some sort of like hybrid episodes. We don't know exactly what they're going to look like right now, but we're going to... Well, still in flux as information is coming out. We're just yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also thank you to people who have written to us and suggested ideas. And we're definitely incorporating those into as well, into sort of ideas that we've already, that we've thought of and being like, oh, great, we can fit that idea in there. Absolutely, yeah. And so it's really fun for us. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. We love hearing from you, telling, letting us know what you like or what you want to hear more of. And thank you for those who've written reviews or told friends about it. Uh, we appreciate it. It really makes a difference. So enjoy this, Madam X. It's a very fun episode with some very surprising twists at the very beginning. <laughs> we're very excited about our guests and the insight that they are bringing. This the unique POV of our guests this week is not to be underestimated. No, it's really good. It's really really good. So, enjoy the episode and we will see you in August. Stay cool everybody. It's getting very hot out there. Mm-hmm. Finally enough love. Enough love. Hi John Flynn. Hello, Eric Bernard. How are you? I'm very excited. Who is joining us this week? Okay, I'm going to tell you. It's my very dear friend, Tom Russell Lynch. Tom, say hello. Hello. Hello, Tom. Welcome. Thank you very much. I have some questions for you, Tom, and I'm, I didn't tell you I was going to do this beforehand, but I'm going to interview you a, for a second, and I'm going to ask these questions in a kind of specific order. Okay. <laughs> okay. How, how long have you and I been friends? Eric and I met in 2013 
I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been, I think it's, I think we've been friends for like 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be 2011. That makes sense. Yeah. So we were, we started, at a rest, yeah, we worked yeah. at a restaurant group together. I was initially at a different location than where Eric was working. And then I would sort of jump up intermittently to sort of help out or come to the rescue when a, shift. Sure. when a manager was fired. Yeah. Was sort of like the pitch Tom, hitter. Tom was my boss, but we got along really, really well. So we yeah. had like, we, we were like boss employee, but the, the HR lines were blurred. Oh, it was not Uh-oh. good. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> well, you're still friends now, I assume. So hopefully, oh, yes. we're not that bad. We're, so, we're still really good friends. So I just wanted to. I'm just saying that. So just put that, listeners, in your back pocket that I've known this lovely human being for 12 years. Um. Now let's go back to the beginning. Where were you born, Tom? I was born in a suburb of Detroit, Michigan. Oh, called what? I, well, I was born in Detroit, but I was raised in a town called Rochester or Rochester Hills. Okay, interesting. Do you have brothers uh-huh. and do you have siblings? I do. I have six siblings. And are you comfortable saying what year you were born for context? Yes, I, was, yes, I am not a gal who's ashamed to share her age. I was born <laughs> in 1980. Okay, so 1980, mm-hmm. little Tom Russell yep. to be Lynch, yes. future to be Lynch comes into this world in Rochester, Michigan. Yeah. Detroit, suburb of Detroit. And at some point, your mother, your parents with their hands full of all these little kids, needed, they need some extra help, some daycare help. They did. Yeah. And so in what what form did that take? Did you have a nanny? Did you have, did you go someplace for daycare? I went to someone's house to be, to be watched and reared. At what age did that start? Um, Gosh, I guess it had to be maybe five or six. Okay, so 85, 86. Okay. And what's the the name of the person? What's the first name of the person who took care of you? Joan. Joan? Mm-hmm. And what's Joan's last name? Uh, Coney. <laughs> what? <laughs> Joan Chacone? So, yeah. On Texas Street. And who who's Joan married to? Well, I think what we're getting at here is Joan was the stepmother of one Madonna. So I would take naps in Madonna's bed. What? Yes. <laughs> uh, were they, did yes. you have satin sheets? They're very romantic. <laughs> she did not. They were a stiff cotton. <laughs> uh, Stiff, unwielding cotton. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she did have. She she did talks about her hard scrabble childhood. So that would. Track. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, so but my, so this is also as like Madonna's ascending. Yeah. Yes. So I wasn't so aware of it. Mm-hmm. I became aware of it later. Um, but when you, I, you guys always ask. You know, what is your history of yeah, Madonna? Yeah, yeah. When, did you, when did you first? I don't remember a time not knowing about Madonna, who Madonna was. Obviously, hometown mm-hmm. hero, huge deal. Sure. Uh, I have a sister who's older than me in the pecking order. I've, the one but just before me is my oldest sister, and she was obsessed. And, you know, was Madonna for seven years for Halloween. And um, <laughs> There's so many looks. 
Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Well, it was just one look. Let's be honest at that time. She, <laughs> okay. It was the same look. She's on a budget, but okay. Yeah. yeah. It's evergreen. Yeah. 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 Lace gloves, lace gloves. Um, she puts it away for next year in the closet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in tissue yeah, paper. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. The older it gets, the better it is. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So I remember, um, you know, knowing that she was big. I didn't know that she was big because she was Madonna or if she was big because she was from my hometown. I didn't know. All I knew is that that's what we were listening to. And I remember pulling our dollars together to buy the cassette tapes at the time. And mm-hmm. uh, again, I don't remember. I do not remember a time where I did not know who Madonna was. And I again, I didn't know if it was because of where I lived or where I was uh-huh. raised or who I knew or any of that until probably around Vogue. I guess is probably when I was like, wait a minute, this is big. This is a big deal. Right. (laughs) So I'm curious, were there, was there anyone in your town or was there any sense of like, oh, she's shameful or like, we're kind of embarrassed that Madonna's in here. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was. It's a very um, affluent, despite, you know, there are different, obviously pockets of Rochester and Rochester Hills, but it is a very affluent Mm -hmm. uh, city in the state of Michigan. So it is pretty conservative. We went to the same church. She went to a Catholic school where I went to that church. I didn't go to that school, but I went to catechism there. And, you know, a lot of people had opinions about her and her sexuality and mm-hmm. what she was doing and a lot of opinions, a lot of opinions around her. But Do you remember seeing part, like in like in their home, mm-hmm. were there besides like, was there special attention in terms of like photographs or like things or was it just like yeah no not that i can remember obviously there was like school pictures and things like that she went to adams high school which was the school down the road she went to u of m for dance for a bit so it was it wasn't anything that was like shrines to madonna at all it just Mm -hmm. felt like another home but again i think that i was so young that i wasn't really aware of those things changing i wasn't taking stock every time i went in you wouldn't like, have really caught the new where's the memorabilia oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no tour jackets in the closet yeah okay. no no <laughs> although as we got older i do remember around like um like take a bow like they, she would give them outrageous like holiday gifts and they would like pull them out and like laugh at them Really? Yeah. Do you remember like, any I, of them, what they were? I do. One of them was like a green, like, kimono jacket with, like, brown fur trim. And they were like, where am I going to wear this? <laughs> and everyone's like, ha, 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 outrageous. I wish I would have, like, clocked, like, the designer or who the label right. was. But it was oh, just, like, yeah. just I'm like, sure I'm like, like Versace. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to wear this to church. Just come to Garcon, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I use this yeah. to dust. I don't yeah. even wear it when I'm dusting. I wouldn't even buy it if it was at Jake's. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't remember any of that stuff. I just remember little specific things. And then, again, as my siblings got older, then we didn't go, we didn't go anymore. <laughs> sure, you didn't need a babysitter anymore. Yeah, sure, exactly. Yeah, but it was, like, crazy. Like, I remember, like, watching, you know, when she's laying on her mother's grave... I remember uh, trying to like watch and watch, and then we'd pr- like prowl the graveyard trying to find the grave. Oh, wow. Like all of that sort of like weird, you know, fan girl <laughs> stuff. Right. There's that kind of tree. Prowling cemeteries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, look over her shoulder. I swear that's that house. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on the time of day. The sun looks to have been. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The point of, okay, so I do want to talk more about that, but the po- also the point of me asking you in the beginning of this, how long you and I have known each other mm-hmm. is because 
why the fuck did I just find all this out like two weeks ago? So I was, you know, I saw Eric had posted it and our friend Elise had sort of posted it on your behalf to sort of like promote the podcast. And I started listening and I was like, I don't know if Eric and I ever got into this. And I guess what I didn't realize is where we worked, Madonna wasn't like shuffling through the playlist. You know what I mean? Right, right. Oh, okay. That's true. And I think you probably knew that I was from Michigan or a suburb of Detroit, but maybe the specific. I just never made the connection. Never... Yeah. Yeah. Such a big state. Yeah. And also, uh, I guess I, if you and Mike were talking about it, maybe I wasn't in the vicinity. You and I were typically talking about who was seated in the restaurant that we'd like to get to know more yeah. intimately, less about yeah. Madonna. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just was texting Eric and I was like, your podcast is so great. It's so great hearing your voice. By the way, did you know? And yeah, you were, like, it was just like what? casually. You were like, you were like, yeah, her. Her stepmom babysat me. I used to take naps in her bed. And I was like, Yeah. What? What? <laughs> I was like, You're it's like I've also finger fucked Moira McFarland. <laughs> she says otherwise, she's a goddamn liar. Yeah. <laughs> me trying to memorize the open your heart dance. Right. You know. <laughs> so, also, I, because I don't know. I don't know, honestly, like, what is you, you can say anything is okay just because you're on a Madonna yeah. kind of fangirl podcast. <laughs> do you, are, do you consider yourself a fan? Um, I'm definitely a fan in that, like I said, she's a part of my, she's a huge part of my past. She's a huge part of my nostalgia of being young and being young and gay and not knowing I was gay. And, you know, I think today Am I the biggest Madonna fan? No. Do I follow what Madonna's doing? Yes. Am I still interested? Sure. I think where I went south, because I was thinking about this as we were preparing for this, I was like, when did I, and why did I stop being such a, you know, get the most recent release and like listen right. to it start to finish? I think that my generation <clears throat> sort of, <laughs> I fell into the the 99 cent download trap. So when iTunes came out, I stopped listening and purchasing full albums i was only buying the one song you heard that you liked yeah exactly and only i would say in the last 10 years since you know record players have made their comeback and i started collecting vinyls once again have i started to listen to albums from start to finish as opposed to just going for whatever the latest single was off the album so i think that that's sort of where it went for me you know i i remember listening to music in what 2003 uh so like my first year out of college yeah okay so I was like, in, I liked music. And then after that, I sort of fell into, again, I got my iPod and I was just buying the singles. And I think that that's sort of where it went for me. But it's not that I'm not a fan of Madonna. I'm definitely a fan of Madonna. Am I at the level of, you know, y'all? I don't I don't think so. <laughs> but we're also not like, I hear listen to other podcasts and they're like, they talk about all these remixes. And I'm like, eh, I'm not that interested in all that. I'm going yeah. deep. Yeah, right. I also I also don't know if we're at the level that we're we're at in this podcast, like officially. Like a lot of it is like, oh, I started reading about stuff to have stuff to talk about. So I have a lot more sure. knowledge right. based on um going <laughs> right. through You're this like, experience. I have to talk about this thing. You also yeah. have to just be like, Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, has it been hard for me to watch Madonna over the last couple of years and you know, how she's anti-aging and all of that sort of stuff that is a little difficult because she is in such a place in my brain. But at the same time, I have to remind myself that even when I was in love with Madonna, she was constantly reinventing herself. I just didn't understand that or see it 
as impactfully as it probably was. To me, it was just progression and it wasn't constantly reinventing her you know, coming up with a new yeah. concept concept for right. herself, which it felt like she was mm-hmm. reconcepting her brand, you know, every time a new album would come out. And I, I wasn't so aware of that when I was younger as much as I was when I was older. And I was like, why is she doing that? Why? You know what I mean? Because right, I, right, right. I wanted her preserved in my brain where she made me <laughs> comfortable or happy. Do you, right. do you have any contact with uh, Joan? No, no, not anymore. I don't know. We don't live there. Any, no one who I even, none of my family lives in that town anymore. Okay. So we've all sort of been adrift, so whether it's in different parts of Michigan. Store or anything like that. No, probably church at St. Andrews is probably where you'd find her most, but I don't think so. Okay. Listeners, yeah. let us know. Go to St. Andrews. <laughs> go to church. Go to church. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, that's what we're advocating yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or just I haven't I been did. in 20 years, but if you want to <laughs> yeah. go, if you're in the St. Andrews area, just get the pamphlet and leave. That's what yeah. I did. But <laughs> exactly, the receipt. It's the receipt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's exciting. So, have you ever seen Madonna live? I have. So, my very first concert was "Who's That Girl." I was very young. It was at the Pontiac Silverdome, and it was huge. I mean, just it was again my very first concert. I cried. The opening act was so loud. I was begging my father to leave. It was just so loud. And then my sister was like, no, we're not, you know, flipping out. And then once she came out, I was like, electric. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I saw, who's that girl? I saw Blonde Ambition and I saw John Wald all in that area. So two of them were at the Pontiac Silverdome. That came down, then it was at the Palace of Auburn Hills. So whenever it said Madonna played Detroit back then, it was in these towns, Pontiac and Auburn Hills, that were both very adjacent to where she was from. And I'm sure Madonna is thrilling in Madison Square Garden. But when Madonna came home, it I was, was yeah. I imagine. wild, wild. And you would see the celebrities down in the front row because that was the concert they wanted to go to because that was the big one. And Sure. So yeah. was there a sense like in the town that it was like a, such a big deal? Because I imagine like, you know, hometown girl makes good. 100%. I mean, it was wild, especially as she became, once everyone sort of subscribed to what she was doing and not being so offended or choosing to be offended <laughs> because she was so massively popular in the world, she became a sense of pride for everybody. And it became, I mean, like I said, everybody went or was going. And if you didn't, who were you? Sort of a moment. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, I, so I've seen her live three times. If you don't go to see her, the Homeowners Association would like to have a word with you. <laughs> you had to like send a photocopy of your ticket to that. Yeah. Like, okay, you're fine. <laughs> Keep an eye on that grass, Link. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are waiting for you to mess up once. <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay, so, you know, before we talk about the concert, I have Mm. some trivia questions for you. Great. I made them all multiple choice because... It's helpful. Because it's helpful, (laughs) yeah. As as her career goes on, it becomes less, like, fully mainstream. Like less like radio stuff, but you know what I mean. Like, sure, sure it's hard, it's harder, it's harder. Um, okay, Madonna has pre- recorded several covers in her career. Mm. I'm gonna tell you a list of songs. Some of them are more obvious than others, and yep. one of them is not a cover. 
I Want You from Something to Remember Ballads Collection, Fever from Erotica, Love Don't Live Here Anymore from Like a Virgin. This is a word, this, I was telling John earlier, this concert and this discussion has is going to give me a lot of opportunities to mispronounce things. And here's the first one. <laughs> a song from Madame X called, it's spelled F-A-Z gostoso, but I, it's Portuguese. So I feel like it's like not pronounced faz. Like it's maybe like, it's a sure. different pronunciation. But I'm, I'm going to spell it, phonet, I'm going to say it phonetically. Faz gostoso and bedtime story. Ooh. I'm going to go with the one that you can't pronounce just so you have to say it again. Boz <laughs> Gosto. That's a friend. That's a friend for Phil here right there. I'm going to make the choice that it humiliates you the most. <laughs> Can you narrow it down? Like, which ones are obvious covers? Uh, Fever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what was the first one again? I Want You. I Want You That. I know that's a cover. You said Love Don't Live Here Anymore. Yeah, okay. bedtime story and the Foz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foz. <laughs> <laughs> I said that right. In the dialect. Well, you used the dialect. So yeah. yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I was raised by Logan. When you were going to Joan Chicone, I was going to they were the Portugal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was from Michigan, so I was from Jersey, so it makes sense. Uh, with... Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so I'm gonna is bedtime story one. That was one of the options, yes. Yeah. So I'm going to go with one, two, and Bedtime Story, I think, were covers. I okay. think Bedtime Stories is not the one because that's the one that Bjork wrote for her. But my guess before that was going to be Love Don't Live Here Anymore. See, I was going to say that one wasn't one. Should I tell you? I, I think would you love should that. tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Make this end. I <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I Want You is a cover. Fever is a cover. Love Don't Live Here Anymore is a Rose Royce cover. And Faz Gostoso is a cover. Bedtime Story is not a cover. But it was written by Bjork. So Faz Gostoso was previously a Portuguese number one for Brazilian singer Blaya. And it sounds a lot like the one on the recording. Mas hoje ele diz que não dá, mas deixa a cachaça acabar. Menino, te digo, tu tá bem perdido e ainda quer se achar. Mas hoje ele diz que não dá, mas deixa a cachaça acabar. Menino, te digo, tu tá bem perdido. E o pior que ele é safado, na cima é carinhoso. I just googled how to pronounce that, so I want to um, share that with everyone. Okay, how do we pronounce <laughs> it? Hold on one second. Faz gostoso. Faz gostoso. Oh. Faz gostoso. <laughs> See, I said it right. I was correct. As <laughs> Whoever they got to do this voice feels very defeated by life. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> my next question is also about <laughs> it's a, it's a say, it's a, something that means it's a, like you it translated to, it translates to in Portuguese, one of these things. Ready? The first one is eat your fill, okay. two, shake your booty, three, get me hot, four, so yummy, and five, I like to party. Faz gostoso. So yummy. I like to party. <laughs> mm. 
You think it translates to so yummy? Either that or the shake, shake your shake booty. Shake your booty sounds Madonna. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say it's eat your fill. Oh. <laughs> eat your fill. Fast oh. gustoso. Shake your booty. <laughs> <laughs> it translates to so yummy. Fast gustoso. Okay. Yeah. I would like. <laughs> Hmm. See, I'm a fan. Faz gostoso. On this album, Madame X, there are bonus tracks on the deluxe two CD edition bonus tracks. Three songs, Funana, Back That Up to the Beat, and Ciao Bella. Funana, if you hear it, it's it's like, a, it's saying like, we need to go dancing. And then she like kind of call back to Vogue where she lists people's names, but it's all musicians who have died. So like oh. we like we miss these we miss these musicians and we need them back because we want to dance to their music, and she name checks a bunch of them. So I'm going to tell you five, and then you'll tell me the one that she doesn't name check in it. You have to. Greta Garbo, <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. We need DJ. Greta Garbo back in the studio <laughs> recording a new album. Teddy <laughs> Davis, love her. I already knew this one. Okay, so your choices are Mac Miller. Prince, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, and George Michael. How many am I picking? One, one that one is, she did not, not name check. She did not name check. I'm gonna guess, yeah. I'm gonna guess she did not name check Whitney Houston. That's what I was gonna guess too, because she's the only woman. Oh. Yes. She's like, we don't need Whitney Houston back. We got she's me. Like, I'm here. It's fine. <laughs> she's like, we've got Adele. We've got Celine. Zoe's really developing into something. Whitney. Was, Jennifer Hudson's good. Exactly. We got Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> Ariana Grande's big. Lots of people showing up for her. I hear she's lovely. <laughs> the one she does not check is, did not say is Michael Jackson. You know, it's funny that you say that because it was hard for me to say his because he was so problematic, yeah. as we've learned. However, they were so, they were the king and queen of pop and they were seen yeah. so regularly together right. that I always, I, in my brain, I was like, she's going to say, regardless of that, he was good to me or we had a relationship or he meant something to me. But then I did go back and forth because obviously he is canceled and it's right. one of those things where uh, I was like, does she care? Does Madonna she, care? Yeah, does she care? Or is she like, yeah. we don't need him back. We have recordings. <laughs> yeah. His last album yeah. didn't do well, so we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> we do need Whitney Houston. <laughs> well, the Higher Love remix had just come out, and she was like, "See, this is what we're missing." We need and George Michael. We need Bowie. We need Tupac and Da Vinci and Mac Miller, Freddie Mercury, Prince Rogers Nelson. All right. So before we get into the tour, let's talk about the album. So Madam X. So this is her. This is the last. I guess we should say this is the last tour that she's done before the celebration. Celebration. This is sort of like the last album and tour that she. That this is the last taste in her mouth. What do we think of Madam X as an album? Eric, I'll let you go first. Okay, <laughs> we've talked about this before. So this album rolled out in a 
in a very streaming way. Like it was yeah. like, it rolled out like there was like a single a week for five weeks, I think. And for whatever point, the time in my life I had time and I was going through maybe something, I don't know, but I remember being very, very invested in each single as it came out. And the first one was Medellin with Maluma and I loved it. I thought this is like, it was like, felt like the, like, sort of like, not granddaughter, but it felt like, like related to La Isla Bonita in a way that made sense to me. I thought it was still really like playful and fun. And I didn't know who Maluma was, but his voice is so like sexy. And I was just super into it. And his face and body are also sexy. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. He is a good looking dude. And then as each, as the successive tracks came out, I got like kind of more and more confused as to what the album was going to be like. Like I couldn't, I, I, I was like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what this is. So by the time it came out, I was like kind of confused by it. And I liked a lot of pieces of it. I don't listen to a lot, but in preparing for this, I started listening to it again. And I actually like appreciated a lot more and I realized that if I think of it as like kind of like Madonna's not making a Madonna record, but like a world music record, then I appreciate it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't think of it as like this is pop music that is going to like scratch me in the same way that Madonna sure. usually does, then yeah. I have a lot of like appreciation for most of it. That makes sense. So when it first came out, I, I didn't, I, it was a, at a time in my life where I was with a, I was in a new job and it, it was a big summer for me and I wasn't really tuned into listening to new music or, you know, I was probably more listening to podcasts and not necessarily music at the time or getting into television shows. So I don't remember, I remember the advertisements all over the city and my uh, corporate office at the time was located in Brooklyn. So it was like plastered everywhere yeah. in Williamsburg. So I remember seeing it, but I don't remember um, tapping into it. So the first time that I listened to it top to bottom uh, was just after Eric and I spoke about that would be the topic of mm-hmm. this episode. So I've listened to it a couple of times. And to Eric's point, like I was like, where is this album going or where does it belong? And I find that I listen to music differently now, being that I work in hotels and hospitality because we use music a lot, especially with the brands that I work with and where they have music and what music they choose. I'm very in tune with that. And I can hear a lot of this album like in a hotel, like in a really trendy hotel lobby or a hotel lounge, but because it's the kind of music that's just, it can be back here and you're not necessarily picking up on it, but you can feel it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Definitely. Um, so I appreciated that. And then once I actually watched the concert all the way through, I found that I'm now going back and listening to it and enjoying it differently. It's like super gay reference. Mm-hmm. It's like, listening to Grey Gardens and then seeing Grey Gardens. Yeah. Like you appreciate it <laughs> differently so after, right, you, yeah, yeah. after you see it. So mm. it, felt, it was a lot like that for me. And I was actually super bummed that I didn't give it more attention when it came out, to be quite honest with you, after I saw the concert. John, how do you feel about Madame X? I feel similar to both of you in that it's sort of, I think you're right, Eric, and like, don't think of it as a pop album. Like in listening to it again recently, I was like, oh, she's, it feels like it's an album that's more, interested in like rhythms and sort of tempo than it is about Mm -hmm. like a a, a hook or like a Mm -hmm. a sort of like hooky vocal line. So it feels, yeah, it makes sense that like in a hotel where it's like, oh, it's just sort of setting a mood. It's more like, it's more wallpaper than the main event in a way, which it sounds mean what I just said, but that's not what I meant. No. It's more like something that you're like, okay, I like the rhythm of this. I like how it goes, but there doesn't feel like a, 
a thing where you're like, oh, this is this is all I'm thinking about or all I'm paying attention to. And even like the the tour itself, I feel like the beats per minute of the tour never hits the heights of most of her other tours, which is why it sort of feels somewhat... It little... felt like it was for her. Yeah. Like it, the album felt like it was for her and it's what, something she, like a passion project for her and right. what she wanted to do. And she wasn't concerned at it skyrocketing to the top or... She wasn't like... This Patuka <laughs> really yeah. Good, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. She's like, I'm not giving you Padam, <laughs> okay? <the> charts, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I I mean like most of her like I would say like her last four albums, like from Hard Candy on, I feel like they're all they all have stuff on it that I really like and they all have a lot of stuff on it that I'm not really crazy about. But I think there are some good there is some good stuff here and I think it would be sort of fascinating to see you know, you know, if she was still doing this 10, 15 years from now, what are the songs and what are the music that would sort of still exist or like last from Adam X? Because one thing I thought was really funny, I don't know if this is interesting, but like when we saw, when we watched the Drowned World Tour and she hadn't, mm-hmm. at that point she hadn't toured for eight years, she had three albums and she only did songs from those three albums except for two songs. And people at the time were all like, boo, we want the classics, we all yeah. stuff. But you look at it yeah. now and you're like, these are all like great hits. Right. Yeah. You know what I oh, mean? 100%. Like, yeah. Like if she had done Drown World instead of Madame X, people would have been like, yes, it's classic great Madonna. Right. It's hit after hit after hit after hit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. Part right. of me wonders like what would happen if we just sort of lived with Madame X a little longer, if we would all like it a little more. Well, I'm glad that it, that this gave me an excuse to go back and listen because I don't know that I would have given it a second listen or even if I was listening to Madonna radio and, it, and I would be mm. like, Alexa, next. You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> right. I may have skipped, I may have skipped, you know, lifted up, sure, moved sure. the needle. Yeah. But there are certain <laughs> ones that I, I don't think anyone would blame you for skipping. Yeah. Again, I think that this was more of, I think this was more of an album for her. I don't think she, at this point, care cared and it felt more performance art than she had felt in a long time yeah to me yeah and i agree with you also that the watching the concert made me appreciate but that often happens to me with songs that i'm like sort of like "Eh, whatever and then i see Mm -hmm. her perform them and i'm like oh I, i love it now yeah. So what about the videos from this album? They she had uh Medellin, Crave, Dark Ballet, God Control, I Rise, Batuka, and Killers Who Are Partying. Have you guys seen any of those videos? I have not, if I'm being honest. I didn't know they were still making videos. <laughs> I mean it is it is funny, like the last couple of albums we even talked about were like it's not like videos aren't they don't have the cachet or sort of like the uh the prominence they did in culture anymore and you have to you have to look for them they're not you, you have to go to youtube yeah yeah exactly to to which is weird because in the in the one hand it's like easier in that like i remember like when we were young we're like mtv like what's gonna like, we hope they play it we right. have to play it whereas now it's just like, right oh you want to watch that video just type it in and you can yeah watch it. yeah i don't know exactly. it seems weird to me that like they're still spending money on videos because they could be a huge expense yeah like a million yeah. dollars right at least yeah i mean these videos I think they're all beautiful to look at. Like it's, I mean, you know, like like Madonna's not sort of being like, oh, let's cut the corners on these music videos. So they're beautifully art directed and lit and and all that stuff. She's not in a lot of them. Like, I don't think she's in Dark Ballet. Yeah, just in a flash. But I guess it still helps. I mean, I guess, yeah, it is weird because it doesn't seem like, oh, this is driving sales. Um, I I, I know the video for Medellin really well. I've seen the video for God Control. Killers Who Are Partying is a video? Yeah, I didn't think it was, but then I saw today. I was watching one of them today, and they were like, "Watch Killers Who Are Partying." Madonna. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, uh, I don't know that I got all the way." That, that was sense. one of the songs. It's like this one's a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> Just 
Um, John, tell us tell us about this tour. Should we talk about the tour? All right. So the Madam X tour, it opened on September 17th, 2019 and closed March 8th, 2020. It made $51.4 million, 75 performances. Uh, she just toured North America and Europe. Jamie King was once again the director with Megan Lawson as his co-director. She's got some new backup singers in this one. She's got Jessica Pina, who also played the trumpet a lot. Also, Andrea Munchie-Lands and Dana Yazara Williams, all new. She's got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12 dancers. And all the designs were by Iab Johannes. I would say of all the tours that we've talked about, which is all of them, this is the one I had seen the least before we talked about it. Like I'd seen it the least times. And so I was rewatching it. I was like, this time I liked it more than I remembered. And part of me was like, oh, I just, I wonder if I, part of me is just like, oh, this is different from the other ones. And so I just appreciate the difference as opposed to like it on its own. But yeah. I did like it a lot more upon rewatching it this time. The, a lot of her tours, as they've progressed, there's like often a piece and it's usually like in this beginning of the second act kind of or the beginning of like usually the four acts so like the third act mm -hmm. i guess it kind of pulls us into like a smaller venue yeah like some sort of like little club where they're like now we're just like in berlin and like whatever and this whole tour kind of takes place in that smaller venue which is kind of nice because i always appreciate when she does that yeah the initial impression was that it felt very like like an art piece like a performance art piece like maybe something you'd see downtown in like the late 80s or early 90s like it was sort of simple and yeah. deconstructed and mm -hmm. I really some, some of it you might see at like a college and be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Modern like dance that... student choreographed. Yeah. 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 Or like someone was trying to like mount their production of rent. <laughs> if we can use like those that. moving staircases from rent, yeah. that'd be perfect. Remember we did that with Spring Awakening, we could just reconfigure it. <laughs> We had that washing machine yeah. unit. We could put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> From Carolina Change, we've got yeah. it. <laughs> Just take the door off. Look, she fits in it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But I did. But I liked that. I did like that it felt different than a big stadium spectacle with the lighting and the, you know, all of it. The band on stage, and I just, I was really into the the setting. I would say right off the bat, I was like, oh. I actually love that someone as big as Madonna will make it sort of smaller and closer and intimate. Yeah, I think overall it's a good tour. I think what sort of feels weird about it is like this is her last tour. And same thing with the album where I feel like I like that this is like part of her overall discography. But if this is like her last statement, it feels a little like, okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world of Madame X. We want you to be present and enjoy the journey with us. Let nothing stand between us. And don't forget, none of this is real. All right, well, let's get into the tour, shall we? Yeah. According to Wikipedia, she has broken down into five acts and an encore. But act five is just like a prayer, and I love like a prayer, but is it its own act? I don't know. Right. But, um, unlike her other tour, she doesn't name the act. So it's just act one, act two, act three, act four, act five. Act one, we have real quick, God Control, Dark Ballet, Human Nature, and then uh, a little acapella snippet of uh, Express Yourself. So what do we think of this first act of Madame X? I loved it. I really liked it. I liked the sort of, uh, the opener, I thought, you know, I watched that that gentleman doing, I was like, does he just have to hit the, like, the gunshots and the bullets? Is he allowed to freeform? Or did he have to learn all of that? You know, is that, or there's like, just fill in the blanks, but then hit right. these marks. 
these are your marks, be there. Oh, or that was, was it so yeah. Right. Yeah, so I guess we should say it's the first song is God Control, but at first it's just like we think we assume it's Madonna. It's like a silhouette of someone typing. Right. With a big James Baldwin quote, and there's one dancer in a spotlight who I think she was dating at the time. Yeah, I think that's um, good for her. Good and for he's her. Doing, yeah. God, God bless. <laughs> and he's uh he's doing sort of very modern dance, sort of expressionistic, and we hear it, it two like typewriter typing that also has gunshots within it. Yeah, I wonder how much creativity was that or if it was just the whole thing was sort of figured yeah. out in rehearsal. But then as she comes out to start the number in her revolutionary costume, uh, <laughs> one of the things that I loved about this opening number was the placement of her voice. It was like early Madonna before she like went into her like tenor baritone era. Sure. She was like living in like, and it gave me like, oh, that is the Madonna that I initially fell in love with. That yeah. sort of sound and that placement where she was. So right away I was like in. Yeah, they, I mean, these first two songs are both songs that have non-traditional. They're like very non-traditional, not traditional pop songs. Right. They go they go off in different places and ways. And part of me wishes that they were kind of like spaced out a little bit more in the show. Mm -hmm. oh, not like the yeah. first two songs. We should say the second song is Dark Ballet. It's one of those songs. It's like it's kind of three songs in one song. Kind of felt mm -hmm. a little bit like paradise by the dashboard light but very like nihilistic like just very like dark and yeah. just like oh we're still listening to this song again yeah, yeah. bohemian rhapsody-esque where it takes yeah, like exactly. this piece in the middle that's all vocoder journey it's like a three-act yeah. play yeah yeah and that vocoder part i read um in my book is supposed it's like her take on Joan of Arc's manifesto. So if you look up the lyrics to it, it's very, it, like it's, you can't understand really what it's saying on the recording, yeah. but it's like, I don't care what they say. I know that the church is on my side. I know that God is on my side. They can do what they want with me and I'll be fine. Mm. That's a paraphrase. That's not the lyrics. <laughs> it's not literally what you said. It's tough to tell. I mean, it, it, there is a way in which like that song does sort of keep you at a distance because she has a huge section where she's speaking in a vocoder and every so often you can pick out yes. a word, but there right. are definitely like stretches of like, I don't know what she's saying. Right. And then it ends with that sort of like uh, spoken word, right? With like the, she blows the dust away at the end. Yeah. Uh, the wind blows, yeah. The sort of nutcracker-esque theme. Yeah. Yes. Running through it. Yeah. And at first I was like, I was like are they... Yeah. So when I was like, are they pigs? Are they mice? I was like, the police were just on earlier, so now they the pigs? Like, is that what we're doing? Yeah. And I like, like looked closer. I was Hard like, no, nope, the gas mask. Yeah, they're gas And also Madonna's look, like her 
it. It is just like this bright blue, like say I I I think of it as Captain Crunch at Mardi Gras. <laughs> yeah. First look. Said with love. Said with of love. Of course. No, yeah. no. I, lo I love seeing Captain Crunch at Mardi Gras. It's always a highlight of my Mardi Gras. But I'm like, there he is. <laughs> but it is a very costumey look. Yeah. And she's. Yeah. And I think she has the eye patch right away. She's in and out of the eye patch the whole tour. The knee pads. Yeah. 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 I, I, there's something like uh, Hamilton-y about it. Yeah, like, yeah, it was very true, Revolutionary yeah. War. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, when it gets to human nature, I like I'm in it. I I'm love... in it. Yeah, this is a great human nature. Yeah, so good. She's in that thing that, as we joked about earlier, it looks like a dryer. It's just like a circle that you yeah. can like hop yeah. into and it sort of moves around. So she's in that. And then they had this thing. They did this really fun thing where they did like those shadow, like hand shadow the hands. around it and pointing at oh, it. So much fun. But then like up top, there was like the video girls. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. And I was like, I am here for all of this. It felt yeah. so indicative of the time in which the song came out. Like, I was like, I am here mm -hmm. for all of this. Yes, Jessica, Andrea, and Dana, those three women are so beautiful. One of them's playing the trumpet live, the other two are singing, <laughs> and they just look rich. Cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah. cool as fuck. I was like, oh my God, I can't talk, I can't talk to you. <laughs> <I'm not>. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I can look from afar. Yeah, I'm so intimidated. <laughs> no, I love, I, I thought that number was perfect. I loved it. And then the Express Yourself is just an acapella part where three of her daughters come out and they're young kids and they're and they all sing well they sing yeah. the end of human nature with her right because yeah, it's like all the women on the tour come out uh, yeah yeah they all just sort of are together and they do that and then madonna has like her first sort of like ah, oh, it's just me doing a monologue talking with the audience you know and she sort of like has her, her young kids say things and you know and Oh, that's funny. hashtag times up. <laughs> yeah, God is a woman. <laughs> that is highly possible. All right, Mr. Jones. Yeah. And sing some some express yourself acapella. Don't go for second best, baby. Put your love to the test. You know, you know, you got to make him express how it feels, and baby. So that brings us to act two. She does another sort of like talking with the audience where she's behind. But she's having her shoes changed. And it and seems she, like she's getting okay. her makeup. Like we can't see her. We can see her apparently from the waist down. And you've got the two ladies with the fans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. they ladies? Yeah. Yeah, they're drag queens. Yeah, they're all blo they're in their oh, blonde gotcha, with gotcha. the red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is the grinder Tinder Donald Trump monologue. Yes. Yes. Right. It's, she's being funny. And in some time, like in past tours, when like the sort of complaint has been like, I feel like she doesn't really interact with the audience too much. She does right. it a lot in this one. 
this one you get if you if that is you if you want if you order that you got it (laughs) if you want madonna interaction with the audience she got your emails and she was like all right (laughs) she's like you know what i enjoy doing this in tears of a clown i'm gonna do it in my next full concert yeah i'm just gonna talk a lot uh off the cuff do you want yeah. to write you some jokes, Madonna? And she's like, I'm good. I got it. No, I'm good. I, 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 I know Amy Schumer yesterday, so I'm yeah. really sharp and in the moment right now. <laughs> I'm relevant. I know Grinder and Uber and Tinder and <laughs> Donald Trump's My kids dick. Have told I know me all these things. Yeah. yeah. I'm quippy. I have the app. Yeah. Like Madonna's on the app. There's a point in it where she's like, says something that I'm like, that is 100% what it's like to hang out with Madonna. I'm positive where she's like, <laughs> so, she's like bantering and then she goes, don't talk while I'm talking. Yeah. You got you down in the front. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that is if you were in that room. <laughs> and you like want to so like true. pitch a joke to add on to it. She's yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It also reminded me of when she in the um tour that she did the unapologetic bitch. Oh, right. She like got people up on stage. There was one that I saw online that's not included in the in that montage that's in the video. But Christine of Christine and the Queens who's mm-hmm. now Chris trans he's up there as one of the unapologetic bitches and they've since collab they just collaborated on Chris's latest oh awesome record Madonna's on there and it's adorable it's like an adorable little thing because Chris looks really starstruck to be up there and it was already like successful in his own sure. right and Madonna says something and then kind of like kiddingly but not kiddingly she goes you have to laugh at my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 mother. Yes, mother. <laughs> don't talk while I'm talking, and you have to laugh at my jokes. <laughs> you done talking? <laughs> I don't know what she said. I was too scared to actually listen. She stopped. Also, I think it was a punchline. It's also just before this part where she describes who Madam X is, like she's writing her Tinder profile. And at one point it's like, Madam X is an equestrian. I'm like, oh, we're into horses. Got it. Oh, this again. We haven't learned our lesson. Okay. <laughs> Don't fall. Don't fall. Madam X has that. very strong collarbones. <laughs> I had them replaced. <laughs> Madam X is double jointed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then we get into, into Vogue, Vogue, which is great. Great. This sounds shady and I'm being ages. There's not so much dancing in this tour, but a lot of walking. Yeah. Yeah, but wasn't she suffering a knee in- injury? Isn't it was that... either knee or hip, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about that as well. It's like, gosh, uh, she's being, she sort of lifted and moved around in this in this concert, and also there's a lot of like strut walking yeah. and maybe like a like a pivot and like a step touch. Sure, uh, like, Madonna, you go stand on that grand piano, and we'll just move <laughs> you across the stage. Don't worry yeah. about it. I mean, exactly. dancing ruins bodies. Yeah, they think it's dancers. <laughs> Dancers are like, pretty yeah. much have to stop at 40. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's rough. Even Tina Turner towards like, you know, as ferocious as she was like toward like later oh, years, yeah. which is like, it was a lot of like strutting back and forth. Oh, yeah. I saw her um, Wildest Dreams tour and it was incredible. She was absolutely amazing. But when she did Proud Mary, you know, like if you look at when she's young, when that, that, da, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. she's like throwing her body forward and throwing it back. In the wildest dream source, it was more like a shoulder shrug. Yeah. You know? yeah. 
And but also, I was watching and be like, "That's fine, Tina. You know, you you put in the work. That's fine. You do what you want to do." Well, at least they try. Elton John just sits at a piano and they move oh, yeah. the piano. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. have to stand up at all. They that just serpent, do. They just serpentine the piano yeah. across the stage. He can't even do a box step. That old no, queen. He can barely stand up and bow, like ha- like half bow. <laughs> so at least the ladies are and trying. Had, and there's a point where Madonna sits down and she like she puts her leg like up here. You know what I mean? Right. I'm like, yeah. oh, Madonna. I mean, the woman still has thigh gap. Yeah. I mean, she's fine. <laughs> she's doing a great job. But it was a yeah. lot of strutting, a lot of She does a handstand. She does a handstand in the washing machine. In yep. the Carolina yeah. change washing machine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Finally, enough love. And then she does, I don't search, I find. Right. Where she's running from, this time, like, private investigators. Right. And she, like, hides under the stairs at one point. It's real cute. Yeah. I don't search. I find. I get that it's like kind of like a like a snap thing. Like I don't know. I don't look. I. <laughs> I just, I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I just. I solve it. It seems like one of those self-help things of like, don't say you're struggling, say you're this. You know I mean? Don't say oh, you, yeah. you want to be a writer, say you are a writer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because God. subconsciously your brain believes that it's yeah. true, so that's how are it you? happens. Yeah. Our brains don't know the difference between... <laughs> I am married to Hugh Jackman. Yes, I am. <laughs> Absolutely. Good night, husband. <laughs> So after this, she gets into, it's her, with her Polaroid, it's her raising money with the audience. She, uh, okay. Um, she, yeah. Like, there was a thing where P, everyone in the audience could bid for it. She took, takes a Polaroid of herself and then sell, sold it at every show. It was all and wild. she gave it to Malawi. Raising Mal- Malawi. Mm-hmm. What did you call it? What did I say? Malawi? Malawi. No, you said Malawi. Raising Magwau. Uh, she wants to do a Gremlins 3. She's got a great uh, concept. Really working on it. It takes uh, place over the holidays. Do you want to do that before the biopic? It got a little weird, but um, she's it's still like, taking it... meetings. It's happening. She's crowdsourcing the funding. Yeah. she's uh, The Henson Company is all on board with the, for the Gremlins. So it's going to be fabulous to look at. Uh, but what she does in this tour, which she she did very much in Rebel Heart of like, it's not just, oh, here's one night that that happened. It's like a montage right. of several different nights. How did these people know? Maybe the word got out. But I, it seems sure. to me that someone would be like, I have 2,000 euros in cash on me right now. <laughs> right. Because my phone in, wasn't in my pocket, I had so much more room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can we talk about the phone speech at the beginning? <laughs> like, who who was the person that would be like, hey, Madonna, we really do need to nail down that phone speech. If we could do it today, that would be great. We have a draft. We thought we could just look at, get, 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 get your eyeballs right, on when this. You're com- when you're comfortable. When you're comfortable. <laughs> yeah. We can change anything. Like, this is we, just a, like a first pass. We're, we're, we are running close to time. We do need it. But whenever, it's, whenever you are ready, we are ready for you. And we have what you will say. We also have a Madonna impersonator. We have on retainer. If you want just them to record it, we could do that as well. But we just need you to just okay this. Yeah. It is Donna Delore. <laughs> I know you two are a little rocky right now, but she but is she affordable. Does, she can sound like you. 
So out of this, she goes into American life and the crowd is into it. Yeah, they get very excited. I tried to be a boy. I tried to be a girl. I tried to be a man. I tried to be the best. I guess I did it wrong. It's why I wrote this song. This apple modern life is it for me. This apple modern life is it for free. What I think is funny is that like at the beginning of the number one, a stagehand like runs out, hands her guitar. And the first thing she does is sort of like flip it to her back. She's like, I'll get to this later. <laughs> she doesn't play the guitar that much in this number that I think it's funny that they're like, she needs to have the guitar. Like it's yeah. a backpack for her. Do you think he came out early? Like he got the cue wrong? <laughs> I think if he did, they would have heard it. She's like, a different yeah, version. Yeah, I think, I think we would have heard about it. <laughs> Clearly they were that. recording it every night. <laughs> Not yet. American life. Oh, now we're into Batuka. Right, so now we get to act three. This one, it's all songs from Madame X. Yeah, so she comes out in a different wig. She comes out in a wig. The dark, the, yeah. yeah. It's very Miley Cyrus to me. It feels very mm -hmm. odd. I didn't mind it. I was getting Wednesday vibes. Oh, I could see that too. Um, but I do have a fondness for Madonna in a darker moment because of mm -hmm. Rain. When I was younger, oh, I thought oh, when yeah. she like flipped the script with Rain and I thought she looked so... Yeah, dunning that it sort of yeah. like takes me back to that. So I don't mind Madonna in a darker way. I actually, I actually liked it, but the cut was, yeah, a little Wednesday for me. Got yeah, it. and they so now this features. Oh my God, this is another one I'm going to mispronounce, but this is this group, Batuka, referring to the Cape Verdean musical genre Batuk, and it is born from the oppressive African slave trade. The name of this group of women that travel with her on stage and drum is they're like a real group. Mm -hmm. It looks like Cape Verde to me. That's how my, I want to say, it, but when Madonna says it, she pronounces it differently. So I'm, I'm aware that like, there's some, another way to pronounce it. She's like, well, Cape Verde. Oh, let's ask the computer. Yeah, here we go. Cape Verde. Oh, Cape well, Verde. I guess I said it right. And Madonna said it wrong. <laughs> really? That's weird. Work is using like a laser of precision. <laughs> yeah, so this is this like traditional style of music. These women who drum. I have to say this. This is one of my favorite songs off the album. I really liked this moment. I thought it was pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, Apparently it was at one point going to be the first single from the album. Oh, interesting. That seems I will like an say odd that, choice, but I do. <laughs> I will say at the top of the number, her being nervous on the stairs made me nervous on the stairs. Like, I was like, just get oh. off the staircase, make your yeah. way down so I can start to enjoy this number, please. She's like, like holding onto a lamppost and then like yeah. one step, two steps. I, I was like, I you're one hip away from never seeing Madonna on stage again. Just get down, please. I would I would appreciate it if, if she had like her heels, like in her hand, like two fingers. <laughs> like she was like, oop, didn't yeah. quite make the change. Um, we'll got, get there. Got down in stocking feet. Yeah. Yes. Sat down at the bottom two steps and put them back on. 
on. Madonna, what were you doing in front of the stagehands backstage? No big deal. Those shoes are pretty it's a long way. <laughs> <laughs> they got this. I'm not even in this number for the beginning of it. But for that moment, I was not in the number so much. I was like, will she make it down the stairs? So once that happened, I was like, all right, what are we doing? Okay, phew. Yeah. <laughs> I did think this number was pretty powerful. I like her sort of standing dead center with them, uh, semicircle behind her. I really did. Again, this is one of those numbers where I think after seeing this, I probably appreciated it more going back and listening to the album. There's something also kind of like Madonna's personal history with sort of like giving voice to marginalized communities mm-hmm. makes this make sense. But if this had just been like the first thing that she did was to be like, I'm a member of this. <laughs> Welcome to my living room session. Yeah. Yeah. That I invented. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of wild. As we just as we go from this number into the next portion of the act, mm-hmm. it all started to feel a little like it's a small world to me. I was like, and now we're going to take you over here. And I think at one point she's like, let's go to Columbia next. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you mean stage left? Sure. <laughs> Yeah, so after this number, she, it's just Madonna alone on stage, but then she brings out this, like, 17-year-old boy who's very cute and does yeah. uh, he accompanies her on a guitar. He is the uh, grandson of a famous Fado musician. Mm-hmm. And she sings this, like, a traditional song. You can sing along if you know it. And then gets into killers who are partying. I don't get, I don't understand it. I mean, I get it. I get it. I get what she's right, doing. Right, and like but her I'm heart is in like, the right place, but it does feel cringy. All right, so that brings us to Crazy. I like this number. It was sort of just like people in different couples sort of dancing and then switching, and then it's a different couple or it's a new couple. Yeah. So it's nice. It's not like a... It wasn't like that striking visually or that different. No, I really liked the staging. I re- Again, it was a song seeing it done live. I, I liked it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like... This song is kind of one of the more like poppy songs on the album, and I yeah. like it. Yeah, it was. I think it was probably a track, given how much she was being lifted and moved and dipped and whatnot. I was. Mm-hmm. It was funny throughout the the concert. I was impressed by the times that she was singing live. Like I appreciated when right. she was singing live with a lot of the stuff. But it was even in Vogue, she was going in and out of live versus a track. But the track they were using was very clearly the track from the original recording. 
So her vocal, her vocal, t- I was like, we're not fool. We know that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Memorize I felt that, that in Blonde Ambition when it came to Where's yeah. the Party. It was like, her voice just was up a third. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, She's okay. not struggling on this number? Interesting. Okay. <laughs> but I did, a, I did, I do appreciate how often she's trying to sing live. Uh, and yeah. I think for the most part, she was in very good voice. But this one, I, as I was watching, I was like, this one, I think, I even think at one point, like she wasn't quite synced up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which could be the editing, might not be her, yeah. right? Yeah, might not be her. Um, but I did, I really did like this number in this, in this yeah. performance. It's fun. They're, everybody looks like they're having fun. You think I've been foolish and you keep on trying to do it, baby. I'm gonna switch the planes on you. But you driving me crazy. You must think I'm crazy. What's the report to Loka? What's the Welcome to my photo club. Did we miss an opportunity to not do Buenos Aires today? Like, I think we could have probably pulled that out in this moment. Just like a little, don't do the entire thing, but just like a little like nod because it was more of a realized set in that sort of vein. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and interesting it, because also she she does a snippet of this of La Isla Bonita, but it is funny to be like, right? You have these two very obvious song choices for Madame X, and you're like, mm, no. Yeah. And also the fact that like Evita started as a stage musical, and she's doing like this stage concert. Right. right. Would have made sense, Tom. Just felt like a little mm. a miss to me, but Jim you know King, I'm always here. Asleep at the wheel, Madonna. really throwing yeah. it in. <laughs> yeah, but I also remember when I saw Evita. I was in a small theater in Michigan, and I was sitting next to like who would become like my first like male lover. So like I wasn't always like watching because I was concerned like <laughs> are, are our knees touching? So Evita holds a very Am special place in, in right my way? heart. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. So I'm always here to hear Madonna give a nod to Evita. I have a friend who saw Avita not knowing that it was a sung through musical and he was stoned. And you know how like sometimes like pop can fuck with your sense of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he just said that all he remembered was feeling just like so confused about like how much how long the opening number was. Should we go to Medellin? Go to Medellin. I love this number. I love this song. And I, for me, this is like, almost like I kind of wanted the concert to start this way. I get that she mm. had a reason for doing what she was doing, but this felt like, welcome to the party. Let's have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that there, this section of the concert in a previous episode, y'all had said something to the effect of you felt like she was yelling at you or shaming you as an audience member, like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Yeah. This one <laughs> yeah. felt, this one felt super like inclusive and positive. You know what I mean? It yes. felt more like we're together. I like, I don't know. It felt positive to me in a way that it wasn't like, I'm so cool. You can't sit with me. Where this no. one was like, come sit at my table. You know what I mean? It yeah. felt more like that to me. She does yeah. a little bit go on to the audience, but it seems like she only got like three or four like rows up before people, the security was like back on stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
pull away. You can only fist bump <laughs> three people, and then you got to get back up there. They basically were like, if she wants to touch you, she'll touch you. Put your hands away. Yeah. Yeah. You can't touch me, but I can touch you. I'd really yeah. like to touch you. <laughs> Very, Very lap dance. Very showgirls lap dance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then we have, oh, crowd work with Dave Chappelle. Yeah, she goes, and Dave Chappelle was in the audience. She goes and sits with him. His pants were unbuttoned for some very weird reason. They never go into, which is fine. Um, <laughs> he had a big dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and he, smoked he just a had sick. a burrito. He was like, we're, go- <laughs> we're going to a photo club. I'm having a burrito. <laughs> He's smoking a cigarette, and they're talking about how much they like each other. Was it a cigarette? Oh, maybe not. It was a it was a rolled cigarette. If it was a cigarette. Oh, okay. Oh, he's smoking. I've, I've heard exactly. of those. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're cheaper if you roll them yourself. You save so <laughs> yeah. Much yeah. Money. And Dave Chappelle yeah. is real thrifty, <laughs> notoriously. I guess I'm lost. I pay a handsome cost. The thing that hurt the Was that I wasn't lost. I wasn't lost. And then it goes into extreme oxidant. I looked up what oxidant means. And? It's a toothpaste brand. <laughs> yeah, but by itself, but when it's extreme oxidant. <laughs> it's a whitening Once toothpaste brand. Once you add brand. extreme. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the counterpart to the word orient and oxidant, or like, so the orient is referring mm. to like Asia and Eastern Europe, and oh, yeah. occident refers to Western Europe and the Americas. Oh, okay. Knowing Thank that, you. the song makes more sense. Sure. The song seems to be like a struggle for like finding the meaning of life. Mm-hmm. I don't search, I find, I thought, but whatever. Life is yeah. a circle, and she says that 200 times in this song. one of those songs on the album that I could be like, we can skip this. That brings us to act four. And first we have the rescue me interlude where it's just the dancers in a line and individual spotlights doing like breath work or something. And just like, Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's cool, but I watching it, I was like, their necks and their like hips must kill them after this number. Like the days where they had to like rehearse the whole number, they must have been so sore when it was over. I prefer this mystery. It cancels out my misery. Like yeah. the next day, they probably all came to her and were like, I can't turn my head left <laughs> or right. That's why there's so many dancers, because they, they have to swing in and out every other performance. And it gives me hope. Right, they, they get to work and they look at their coffee. Legally, you're not like, allowed to do Rescue Me two shows in a row. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there could be 
I have rescue me again. I had it twice last week. Wait, Eric, could you cover rescue for me? I just I can't. I'm sorry. A person who loves me. Okay, and then we have Frozen, which I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I I really really love this. So she sings it just on stage while video of Lourdes, her daughter, is yeah projected. So again, I love the live vocals. I'm so mm-hmm. glad that she did that because again, it's in that part of her range where I think she's probably more comfortable at this point. Mm-hmm. Lourdes in the background was giving me like I don't I don't know. It was like live from the U of M dance department, you know, like modern class sure. 319. You know, yes. it's a proud. It's like a proud mom moment. Yeah. So I was sort of just like, I don't. I appreciated the feature for Lourdes, and I particularly like the end when you can see that recognition. You know, Lourdes at times looks so much like You'll her yes. mother. She, uh, yeah, she goes back and forth between just like her mother and just like her father. Exactly. Yeah. I actually went to a gay pride party that Lourdes held up in oh. the Boom Boom Room one year. Yeah, it's pretty wild. But again, I just thought the dancers in the back were like, "I'm here. I could have." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is the video so not working? I could do it. Yeah. Um, so what, you're a proud mom and we got to see her dance concert? Who spilled so a and... soda all over this video? <laughs> yeah. Uh, whoever they are, they should be fired. But the number's about to start. I can do it and I am in the costume. Um, so if you want I just, to say No, I, I, didn't, I didn't rehearse it. I just watched it so much that I just picked it up. Well, you know, dancers, they just, the choreography just gets infused. They just absorb them. it. Yeah, yeah, they just yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, like, I, I thought it was great. I loved the performance. I loved her vocals. I did appreciate what was happening in the back. I just thought the Lourdes moment was sort of like, I made that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I felt this a bunch of times during this tour or watching the video of this tour is that they're doing so much editing that I was like, I just want to see the number. Like, I want to see what this looked like in the theater as opposed to what they've created for the video. Yeah. You compare this tour to something like Who's That Girl? Where all the time you're watching the Who's That Girl tour, you're like, oh, this is what the audience saw. Yeah. I mean, it feels like you're watching like more like a, when they do like a great performances on PBS or something like that, where you're like, oh, they're not recreating something. They're just showing us what the tour was. Sure. Yeah, I, I that, didn't. Yeah, that might have been helpful for me during this to absorb it more. And I thought there was moments when Madonna was very dark, yeah, and so I knew Madonna, yeah. she's there, sort of like in shadowed silhouette. Um, but I love this. I mean, I love this song so much. I love that album so much that when it started, I was like, "This is it." You know, I argue that my two favorite Madonna albums are probably True Blue and Ray of Light. Those are good. True ones. Blue because "Open Your Heart" is my favorite yes. song. That's one. That's it. Yeah. Um, my husband is crazy for you, so it really fits. But then I think Ray of Light. So you, at your wedding, you had a slow dance and like a, a fast dance. <laughs> yes, a, dr- a driving slow and a mid tempo. <laughs> yeah, and then a really crazy song. <laughs> exactly. So I, I was just so thrilled when this song started because again, I'm, I did not look at the set list before watching the concert. I wanted to be surprised to see what was going to come up from the past. So I was thrilled. I still think it was great. I was very, I was very No, I agree. I think it's really a beautiful moment. And it was the moment that like so many people talked about when the tour was happening. I remember that was like the highlight that people would be like, oh my God, she sings Frozen and Lourdes dances and it's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah. To me, watching it on screen, it looked like Madonna was behind Lord. Like Lourdes was so like mm. big and Projected over her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Madonna was like kind of small and in the background. And I, I felt like whether or not it's completely a hundred percent true, the the idea of being like I am actually small compared to the the thing that I have created, the person. Ooh, um, Ooh. It was very beautiful to me. Okay, I like it more now. Yeah. And you. yeah, and like, uh, and also like the lyrics to Frozen go many different places, mm -hmm. and so I can imagine that they have a relationship that is complex as a mother and yeah. daughter, sure. um, that is like full full of love, but also full of a lot of other things, and so sort of like beautiful to me to have that song and that moment, and yeah, yeah. And next we have Come Alive. Yeah, and it's Madonna and all the dancers, and they're all in these very colorful robes, like silk robes, and it kind of looks yes. like, oh, we're in a slumber party. Yeah, a, a little, a little Bollywoodies, maybe, <laughs> like, you know, in the bright, colorful stuff. I really, this is one of my favorite songs on the record. Okay. Yeah, this was a this was yeah. another moment in the the concert where I just appreciated the theatricality of the number so much, and it was the energy is very empowering. And yeah. I again, I like that she Madame X in itself could feel very like dominatrix and dark, and I, but I there was a lot of up moments in this concert, and I think that this was one that I really mm. enjoyed watching. Same. It was. It just felt uplifting. It felt like yeah, a new day has begun. Yeah. That's a Celine Dion song, but her <laughs> mm. day has come, something like that. Everyone is coming to the future. Yeah, so then she ends this act with Future, where she sits down at the piano. I think this is the first time she sat down at a piano in a concert. 
I think so. And I was wondering, I was watching her and I was like, is she playing chords? Like, like (laughs) maybe she's just playing the chords if she's playing anything. Because again, they had to like, let's shoot it so we don't see her hands. Exactly. That's what I noticed. There was also a point where she was like, pulled out the guitar again to prove she can play the guitar. But there were three men behind her also playing guitar. Yeah. And I was like, whose guitar is plugged into an amp right now? (laughs) Wait a minute. There are no strings (laughs) on that guitar. (laughs) (laughs) She's that good. Yeah. A vocal effect throughout this album that it future has it kind of the most where I don't know what it is, but it sounds like she put like some marbles in her mouth. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there all there are times on this album where it does sound like she's singing into a box fan. Yeah. But I don't know if that's because she was hoping that sometimes I feel like sometimes when that's over edited or overproduced that way, like, yeah, but when we turn it into the club mix, it's gonna be great. To me, it seems like the way when she was in London, she got a British accent. Mm-hmm. Is that as she's doing this album, she's like, oh, it's a little bit the accent of that style of music. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It might be offensive, but I think it's more just like, oh, she's not thinking of it. Like, it's not conscious. No, yeah, I don't think it's conscious. There's there's times where I'm like, are you trying to sound like Mary J. Blige? Because that's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. Is it not conscious? Like, I think... I mean, I'm from where the woman's from. Like, we talk a certain way. So for me to talk any different, I have to think about it. It's not just like, no, I've been in Texas so long, I just have a drawl. Nope, I still sound (laughs) like a Midwesterner. Oh, my mom, my mom's one of those people who takes on other people's accents like immediately. I also do that too. I was doing a tour right out of college when we toured in the South and other people in the tour were like, you realize you're talking with a Southern accent right now? (laughs) I was like, I am. (laughs) I, the only thing that I picked up is I do say y'all now, which sure, I yeah. hope will get trained out of me. When I was seven, we moved from Louisiana, where I had learned to talk, to California, and I think you like, like to live. Yeah, my first day of school, I said, "Are y'all gonna go outside for recess?" And like, <laughs> I got laughed at, and I was like, "Got it. No more y'all." You are very good at taking notes. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to Act 5, which is just like a prayer. Oh, yeah. All the staircases have been reconfigured, so it's a big X and Madonna's in the middle of it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, yeah, this is when we go right back to the two staircases again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this was funny. It almost felt like to me, before Like a Prayer started, I was watching the evolution of the set, and I was like, are they loading out? Like, basically being like, we're going to head out. Off to the truck. Yeah, we got to like, go. We're, we're shutting down the restaurant. It's time to go. 
We uh, <laughs> doing split weeks on this tour. We got to send the first uh, yeah. truck out as soon as we can. <laughs> but I will say that I thought that this version of Like a Prayer and the X coming and the chorus sort yeah. of stacked. I thought it was very powerful. I really appreciated this mm. very pared down version of a number that we've seen very produced in other concerts. I appreciated the simplicity of it. I really did. Yeah, and as a song, it doesn't really get old. Also, she had the projection of the video behind oh, her. Oh, yeah. And it like gave me chills. I was like, oh, yeah. it's like her in that beautiful brown, natural yeah. color hair with that maroon slip. And then she's just dead center as the person who she is today. And you're seeing this juxtaposition. It was everything. I thought it was so iconic. At the encore, which is I Rise. Sure. <laughs> I was, that's the encore. Where's you know Holiday? I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it does saying. feel weird. It doesn't feel like most of her tours up to this point, she likes to end with like a big, huge, like holiday music, something that's. We sort never of, like, got into the nuts. groove, like something. No, we yeah. just get like this kind of like I am yeast statement. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, guess you know what I do? It's natural. I rise. <laughs> It's in my DNA. So that is the tour. Numbers we don't see again. So what's tough with this category that we normally do is that, well, this is the last tour she's done. So anything right. she's done this right, tour, I haven't right, seen right. again. So what we're going to do now is we're just going to list all the songs that were non-Madame X songs that this is the last time we've seen them in concert. And then we'll just sort of say, like, do we think we're going to see any of these songs in the Celebration Tour or any songs that we hope to see in the Celebration Tour? You, Tom, you want to start us off? Human Nature. Vogue. American Life. Rescue me. Frozen. Like a prayer. Mm -hmm. So these are all the non-Madame X songs that she has done. Do we think of these songs? Are there any songs we think she's going to do in the Celebration, uh, celebration oh, Tour? Yeah, I think a lot of them. I think the only one she might not do is Rescue Me or maybe Frozen. But I can't see a world where she doesn't do Vogue or Like a Prayer. I can't either. I can't either. 
I feel like if there was one that I would be like she might not do, it would be American Life. Interesting. You think she's more I, likely to do Rescue Me? I think fans are always clamoring for her to do it, and this is the closest mm. she's come to doing it. She didn't really do it. It was more like an interstitial with the dancers. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if she chose something off of Ray of Light that wasn't Frozen, that we mm. could hear again. Could hear Again, Again, I don't think we're not going to hear Vogue, and I don't think we're not going to hear Like a Prayer. Those are... I mean, I also feel like we're staples. not going to not hear Ray of Light. Right, right. Do you want to go through the Madame X songs to see if there's any that we think she might be doing in the future? Eric, why don't you start us off this time? God Control. Dark Ballet. I don't search, I find. Batuka. Killers who are partying. Crazy. Medellin. Extreme Occident. Come alive. Future. And still, I rise. I could see her doing, yeah, definitely like Medellin. Mm -hmm. I could see her maybe if she feels like, I want to make another statement, like God Control and I Rise. I think both seem possible in the mix. I would love it if she put in Come Alive. I feel like I Rise got a lot of attention. I don't know. I think that like other people like I Rise more than I relate to it. I think though with this album, like I think the reason maybe that this concert had so few, it was so Madame X heavy and so few, you know, right throwbacks is because of the type of album that it was. So to pluck songs out of this album to plug into a celebration right. celebration tour, it would be interesting to see again, like where do they pluck one or two off of Madame X and plop them next to? material girl you know what i mean right. like how does how does this flow from one to the other when it's such a concept album in my opinion right can you do a mashup of batuka and material girl yeah i think so oh. much of it depends on how she wants to do it because some people are saying like oh she can do a if she does four acts as she typically does will she do each act as a decade but that doesn't seem like an interesting approach to her for me no that seems no like, um... i think she'll come up with themes yeah, like she wants she like does. a storyline. She wants something to yeah. happen. Yeah. Not to be shady, but the decades idea is very theme parky, John. I said I didn't like that idea. I didn't think she was going to. I know. <laughs> but I meant not to make, I wasn't trying to say theme park <laughs> shows. No, are no, no, I get it. Uh, as, you, as Tom, I'm sure, and our listeners may know, I did spend a summer doing a rock and roll show in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and we did have a Madonna medley. And I was so voted it's... the best voguer of Hershey, Pennsylvania, which was not that competitive. But uh, it's still mine. Were you really? I was, yeah. What an honor. And no one's taking that from you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it feels culturally appropriate that I have that title. <laughs> you met, you match when you met me. So now we're at the portion of our show. My death match. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. We only have five to discuss. So yeah, so the first official number is Vogue. The current reigning champ is the Blonde Ambition Tour. What do we think? I mean, this one was fun, but the Blonde Ambition was, Tour is the one. It was fun, but you cannot touch the Blonde Ambition Tour. 
Correct. I will say I will give this one like props for while the Blood Ambition tour was very, very ballroom real, I think this mm-hmm. one has actual drag in it. Okay. So I guess it gets points for that. But not enough points. Not enough points. No. <laughs> it gets seven points for that. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't not like it. Like I was not yeah. displeased when it was over. I was sure the effort was made. I was here for it. I subscribed to it. Yeah. But was it hundred percent. Yeah. Blood ambition, no. I don't think yeah. but of all the versions of Vogue, I don't think we've got like a bad version of Vogue. No. No. Like they're always fun, even if like mm-hmm. they're not the the sort of like iconic Blonde Ambition or the MTV right. DMAs. Right. It's still always fun. I feel like it's also like a song that she, when she like fucks with it, she fucks with it in the right way. She's not ever tried to like slow it down right. or like completely. <laughs> it's like re- a wistful ballad. Yeah. Yeah. She kno- like- she knows. Yeah. When we hear that first chord, yeah. we're all screaming yeah. inside. Yeah. And we want yeah. it. Yeah. Our hands and our wrists are getting more. Yeah. <laughs> we get clammy. Get our get our fingertips ready. Shake it's it all about this. Yeah. Uh, my shoulders. Okay, let's go, girl. Work out our mouths so we can hit all the names. <laughs> yeah. Just it's like the coat of many colors. I know all the names. <laughs> um, all right, John, what's next? The next one is like a prayer, and once again, the reigning champion is blonde ambition. And I got to say again, it's so tough, that whole section. But I think for me, it's still Blonde Ambition. For me, it's still Blonde Ambition. But I wrote, I, in my notes, I've watched mm-hmm. them both multiple times. And I will say that initially I wrote down Madame X. And then I went back. And then I went back. So it wasn't, it's like when you send a text, it's like dot, dot, dot. And then the dots get re- deleted. And then yeah, you yeah, dot, yeah. dot, dot again. <laughs> that was me voting for this song. <laughs> it was hard because I really did. <laughs> I, like again, like I thought it was really powerful seeing that video projected behind her and her just standing and delivering. I really did love it, but it is still blonde ambition for me. How about you and okay. her? Yeah, I'm, I, I agree. Tom, well said. Were you? Was it a debate for you? Not as strong of a debate, no. But I, but I pre, but I actually didn't. I spent more time thinking about the next one. I kind of like had like shocked up. I've been like, it's gonna be it's gonna be blonde ambition for like a prayer, so I can appreciate this one for what it is. Sure. Okay. Um, so what 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 is the next one, Eric? Let the people know. Human nature. The current champ is uh, MDNA, and this one to me wins. Me too, Madam X, baby. Mm-hmm. This one for me was the tough one because I do like it on MDNA, but I also really liked it in this and all those hand puppets, not hand puppets, but shadow puppets with hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just had, all she just had a bunch of finger puppets. puppets. Just, <laughs> the Muppets came out and did Human Nature with Madonna. How could you not love it? How could I be the winner? The old, the old ones that are like <laughs> goblins with arms. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this one is great, yeah. It was so 90s for me and it was, yeah. she was in great voice and I loved the staging and I loved, again, those ladies in the back. I just thought it was really, really That's well true. done. And, a and maybe it was because, <laughs> but maybe was it because also it was the first of her catalog that we saw in this concert that it that sort we, of like turned us, yeah, that turned us on to being like, eh, you know what I mean? Like, was that? Yeah. There's it a might piece have of something that. to do with it, sure. And she directed this, correct? Wasn't she listed as a director? Was it for the tour or for the the video of the tour? 
I thought it was for the tour. I mean, that seems it seems to be one of those things of like, well, Madonna's never going to be like, well, the director told me to move stage right, so I have to move right. stage right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I guess I'll come up with like, a justification yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah. What's my moment before? I don't know. I'll Jimmy think of King's something. Not helping me again. Why do I keep hiring him? Jimmy, it just doesn't make sense to me that Madame X would. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, it just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> All uh, right, so the brand new winner of Human Nature is the Madame X tour. John, was that unanimous or did you? No, I agree. Sense? I think to me it was kind of, I could have gone with MDNA tour, but I do think Madame X tour is funnier and I, funner. And I do agree that like the trumpet and just like the vibe of it on this one is so cool. Yeah. It was also funnier. She went for jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it <laughs> was, was funnier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Amy Schumer <laughs> took a pass on the, on, the, on this one. Okay, what's next, Mr. Flynn? American Life. And the current reigning champ is the reinvention tour. And I don't know, this one I is another one where I feel like I could go either way. I went Madame X. You say Madame X? What what made yeah. you what tipped you to Madame X? It was less on the nose. It wasn't the camouflage and the you know what I mean? Like I just mm -hmm. liked the I liked the wardrobe better, I liked the staging better, just sort of had a I don't know, broader interpretation for the viewer for me. Oh cool. How about you, Eric? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess we're ending this segment. Uh, so it's Madame X. <laughs> I will, here's what I say. All right, so Eric doesn't care. Eric's in abstentia. I will say, I will also say Madame X because I feel like with the reinvention tour, it, it almost felt like she still almost had a chip on her shoulder about that song. You know what I mean? It was like fresh mm, yeah. on, that, on that tour. She was like fully mocked for the rap in the middle of it. And I feel like with this one, she was like, you know what? I want to do it. And I'm going to. I like that. Yeah. So I will also give it to Madam X. Okay. Eric, we have one more left. Eric, what one is it? Frozen. And I think that I did not that I don't care about Madam X, but I was too busy fretting about my Frozen decision to think about Madam X. So the reigning, do we say the reigning champ is reigning? Oh, champ. the reigning champ is reinvention tour. And I kind of want to vote Madame X. Okay. Why do you, why are you hesitant about it? I don't know. I guess, I, I guess I'm really not. I feel kind of confident in voting for Madame X. <laughs> okay. I, I, I feel like I just came out <laughs> and I was nervous. And then you guys were like, it's okay. We love you. And I was like, oh, okay. I know I, we already, I um, Eric, we already knew. We love you, provided you answered this correctly. We were waiting We were waiting for you to say it. We already knew. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I <laughs> love... <laughs> wow, I can say it now. I can't believe I didn't say it. I prefer the bottom X. Mm -hmm. How about you, Tom? What gets your vote? Reinvention. Interesting. Why reinvention? Uh, I like the the performance value more. Mm -hmm. However, I will say that after hearing Eric's interpretation of what he saw and Madonna being small and the thing that she created is so much bigger than her being Lourdes, I sort of appreciate it more after hearing that. However, I did like the production value more and Madonna being more present in the performance Front and center, yeah. in, in reinvention. John, before you speak, okay. before you tell your opinion, where I tell you my truth. You might not ever have to see Tom Russell Lynch again, but you have to work with me. <laughs> okay. 
So um, vote weirdly politically. (laughs) So don't vote my conscience. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say we should say on the reinvention tour, it's just her standing alone on stage singing Mm -hmm. the song, like just her and the mic. It's sort of the end of the first section of of the reinvention tour. I do like that a lot, but I just think for Madame X, she has a concept. There's something that's so beautiful. It feels like, oh, I'm listening to the song in a new way. You know what I mean? Not that it's fully reinvented itself, um, but I am going to go Madam X for this one. So the winner then is that's two for Madam X and one for Reinventator. I'm sorry, Tom. No, it's fine. It's, it's just whenever host. I whenever I commit murder, I'm not going to let you on the stand. <laughs> oh, I'm great on the stand. Don't let this <laughs> don't oh, let yes, this impede oh, yes, with oh, anything. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like, again, like if I had it, if if I had, if I had sat and watched it with somebody else, I might have felt differently hearing yeah. their opinion of it. Again, like at first, before it dawned on me that it was Lourdes, I was like, "Why am I watching this performance piece of this human being doing their modern yeah. dance production?" <laughs> yeah. And then I realized what it was. And then hearing again the interpretation, but I sort of liked, like I said, the production value of the reinvention, where it was very like Madonna focused. It was very sure. her. And again, I have a huge fondness for that album. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. I think it's just one of her best, and I think she was vocally in a very comfortable place in her career on Ray of Light. Oh, yeah. She was. Right. All that Avita training. Mm, thank you, Joan Later. Mm-hmm. All right, then. So that is the end of my death match. So the winners, and these are all because, for now, the definitive answers. So let's go through again. For Vogue, I mean, we've known this for tours. For, year, for yeah. several tours now, <laughs> the winner is Blonde Ambition. For Like a Prayer, also Blonde Ambition. Yes. Adam X, surprisingly, ending strong. American Life, Frozen, and Human Nature, all for the Madam X tour. So, well re- represented in Medeth. I feel good about that because, honestly, when before re-watching this and really thinking about it, just when I thought, like, oh, do we even need to do a Medeth match for this? Because I just didn't think <laughs> anything was going to win. Right. So, I'm glad that it did. Because I like thinking that she's still bringing her A-game. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, like, after listening to the album several times over, watching the concert without doing the set, li- the set list, not really being interested in seeing the concert when it first came out, I have to say that I'm, I was pleasantly surprised when Eric first said, oh, we need someone to help us record Madame X. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, well, I came late. <laughs> Madame X. I got a rock. Yeah, oh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got a caramel apple. But after watching it, I, you know, was even saying to Ben, my husband, I was like, I like this so much more than I thought I would. And it's, it, inv- it was done in an environment in that theatrical setting with the proscenium stage. You know, I liked yeah. it so much more than I thought I would. I really did. That's good. I'm glad because yeah. childhood you is now being healed in Madonna's yeah. childhood bed. Little five-year-old True. Tommy, Tommy, oh Tommy Russell. Little Tommy Russell. Yeah. Those are satin sheets, Tommy. Just rolling around seeing like a virgin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My my father being like, uh-oh. That's what made you gay. You slept yeah. in Madonna's bed. Ironically, yeah. any man sleeping in Madonna's bed is instantly struck gay. Just covered in her pheromone. <laughs> yeah. Are you planning to see the celebration tour? I wasn't. I don't love concert going at this. Yeah. Like I said, like Same. I prefer sure. like smaller Same. venues. The last concert I saw 
was Brandy Carlisle in a space called the Moody Center here. And it was on the lawn. And you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. that's more my vibe these days. Um, I don't enjoy big venues in the same way that I did. So I wasn't planning on seeing it. If I were going to go see something like Madonna in the celebration celebration, I would want to see it, like spend the money. Yeah. Which right, then yeah. I'd have to get a financial advisor to convince my husband right, right, that yeah. Yeah. I could drop that sort of. <laughs> yeah. When I bought our coin. tickets, I was like, oh, the front section is $3,000 a ticket. I was like, okay, these are for Andy Cohen. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. But I would like, that's how I would do it. You know what I mean? If I did, oh, do yeah, it, I would of course. try to, that makes sense. I'd try to be like, it is an investment. You know, I would try to mm-hmm. justify the spending to do it right. The box, this is your escalator, Mr. Russell Lynch. Exactly. <laughs> right, right this way. This is your box. Well, Tom Russell Lynch, I hope you do get to see the Celebration Tour. And uh, it was such a treat to have you on as a guest. Thank you so much. This was really, I told Eric I probably wanted to back out about eight times. I'm sure oh he God. was trying We're to. We're very intimidating, just, yes. I'm sure he was trying to justify his love for me quite frequently <laughs> to you, being like, no, he's on. Who is this person? He's definitely on board. <laughs> he was like, was trust like, me, he's got a connection you will not believe. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you have comments or questions or just want to reach out to us, you can reach us at thecelebrationcelebration at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram account at the Celebration Celebration. Special thanks to Dynamo for our artwork. And if you could do us a lovely favor and rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts, it really helps people find the show and we appreciate it. And when you're re- reviewing us, just remember, we're not your bitch. Don't hang your shit on us. <laughs>